Get ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Welcome to the show. This is Speak Life with Marty Layton, and I'm your host, Marty Layton. And, uh, you know, I want to begin by praying uh, for the church in Ukraine and for praying for, praying for Ukraine also. And uh, as we speak, Russia is actively attacking Ukraine. And uh, what is the church po- church's posture uh, to be in this appointed time? You know, I believe God already spoke about this, and this prophet, myself, as well as many others, have prophesied about this uh, attack. And, you know, this is the beginning of all the evil alliance that God already told us about. And I want you to be very clear about this. God is in control and not Vladimir Putin. God is shaking the nations, and he is awakening the church. You know, is it any wonder that Putin feels emboldened because of the shaking that's going on? But listen, God is checking out the warriors. He's checking out the church and asking, do you believe what you believe you believe? And, you know, this is the precursor to a great awakening. You know, God is in this fight. And I've been telling you since 2020, we are at war. And uh, we must become more focused in our spiritual warfare. Uh, We must engage in the spirit. And the more that we engage in the spirit, I believe the less casualties we'll see in the natural in this war, uh, not just the war in Ukraine, but a spiritual war uh, where the enemy's trying to take uh, territory that does not belong to him. And so uh, the more we engage with the Spirit of God in prayer and in praise and in proclamations and decrees and declarations, I believe the more uh, we will see breakthrough in the natural in uh, in every Uh, level of this warfare. And so, like I said, God is shaking the nations, and what can be shaken will be shaken and removed, the Bible says. So what cannot be shaken will remain, and what remains is the kingdom of God, the church, the things that that God says are immovable. And so let me be clear in what I've prophesied as the Lord has spoken to me. Uh, God is still draining the swamp, if you want to use that terminology. God is still draining the swamp. He's exposing and dealing with the corruption. And this really is war. Uh, We've talked at length before about how uh, the church is like uh, Joshua and the children of Israel uh, at Jericho, or even maybe the next battle past Jericho, Ai. Uh, But we've got to be careful not to get focused on ourselves. Uh, but focus on the plan of God and, and what God has uh, instructed us to do. And as the present truth church, as God's warriors, we have a charge of the Holy Spirit to pray for our nation. Whatever nation you're watching or listening uh, to this from, uh, you know, because we have audience all over the globe, uh, your charge is just like Adam's charge in the beginning. We're to tend and keep our garden. Amen. That's your nation. Tend and keep your nation. You know, uh, Jesus said uh, we're to preach the gospel to Jerusalem, to Judea, to Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the earth. And so, yes, our garden is our family, our our city, our region, our nation <clears throat> in the uttermost parts of the earth. And so uh, we're charged Uh, with a charge. What the church does makes a difference. What the church prays for makes a difference. And let me tell you, I believe 2022 is a double portion year, 2022. Uh, Believe God and be established. Scripture says, believe his prophets and so shall you prosper. In this double portion year, uh, you can't afford to just listen to what's going on around you. You have to hear the voice of the Lord, hear what God is saying uh, through his prophets and apostles. And, you know, when God spoke that in Second Chronicles twenty twenty, believe God and be established, believe his prophets, and so shall you prosper. God spoke that truth in the day of battle. Uh, w- what made the difference for that nation in that day of war? It was the word of the Lord and the response of the church to the word of the Lord. Let me tell you, you have a part to play in this. You have a part in all of this. God's warriors, God's praying church, God's uh, cutting-edge church, His present truth church, uh, God's warriors will determine the outcome as we partner with the Lord and with the Word of the Lord, just like they did in Jehoshaphat's day. 
Uh, scripture talks about God bringing everyone to the valley of decision, just like he did with Jehoshaphat. And uh, God is exposing things right now, and God will deal with these things. But we are co-laborers with Christ, and we are coming up to a higher level. So there's a greater demand to do our part. And when we do our part, God does his part. And, uh, you know, that's really why God uh, established the local church. That's his plan. That's the power of the local church, the local church body, the local assembly. You know, Scripture says one puts a thousand to flight, two will put ten thousand to flight. A local church or ecclesia can completely stop the powers of hell, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against us, just as Jesus said. The local church, the ecclesia, is God's plan for victory for the whole nation. You know, that's why God is waking up the church right now. Your your prayers matter. Your praise matters. Your worship matters. Your decrees, your declarations matter. You know, as I'm recording this tonight, uh, uh, today, uh, we are coming up to the uh, time of Purim in just a few days. And uh, Esther is, the book of Esther speaks about the initiating of the Feast of Purim. And uh, Esther had to come to the realization that she was raised up for such a time as this, during a time of uh, war breaking out against the people of God. And as the bride queen, she came boldly to the throne of the king, and she petitioned the king for her people. And the king said to her in Esther 8.8, you write a new decree in my name and seal it with my signet ring, uh, authorizing my authority with your decree. And uh, a divine reversal with the king's favor was activated. And so the war was on, but the people of God rose up and took back what was rightfully theirs and stopped the attack of the enemy. You know, we are the bride of Christ, uh, the bride of Jesus, the king of all creation. He is our king. And we are to come boldly to his throne of, of grace and favor to obtain and activate his favor and his mercy for our lives, you know, for our Jerusalem, for our Judea, for our Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. And so your authority in Christ is bigger than you know. It's stronger than you know. Jesus, uh, he, he said, all power in heaven and earth is given to me. Therefore, I delegate this power to you, you know. Uh, we are the ambassadors. We are the delegates that he has sent to establish his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. And so God is shaking us to wake us. But make no mistake about it. Psalm 24 says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and everybody and everything in it. And when I say God's waking up the church, what I'm saying is this. There is more authority and power that God's calling the church to rise up into and to begin to walk in. And this is the new level that God's taking us to. Uh, God wants to wake up the mighty church and cause the warriors to arise and shine, right? Uh, Joel chapter 3, verse 9, it says, Proclaim this among the Gentiles, or those who were not Jews in that day. Uh, Prepare for war and wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Let them beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. You know, you just look at that verse for a minute, and it, it basically says the common person that would use a, a plowshare, uh, beat that thing into a sword and get ready because you're going to have to go to battle too. Your pruning hook, the common uh, farmer, the, car, the common um, uh, farm hand, beat your pruning hook into a spear because you're going to have to uh, recognize you're needed in this battle. This is the awakening. This is part of it. Uh, preparation to for God to begin to display his power over all the power of the enemy through the church. And then it says, let the weak say, I am strong. Uh, and that word in the Hebrew, it says, let the weak say, I am strong, a warrior. You know, watch how the hand of the Lord continues to expose and reverse the work of the devil. He's going to begin to overthrow the wicked agendas of evil men. You know, I specifically prophesied about some of these things on February 15th in 2019, that God was shaking the nations. And although Putin and Russia and China and other nations were in war talks, 
strategizing to launch World War III. They were planning to take out America and Israel. And uh, Russia, with an appetite, would have an appetite for Ukraine, just like they had an appetite for Crimea. Uh, and then the Lord said, I will crush them, says the Lord, and I am intervening and fighting against these powers of darkness. I am El Elyon, the possessor of heaven and earth, and I will crush the powers of darkness. I will recover all that was lost, and new discoveries will occur, says the Lord. Uh, World War III, by the way, is not God's plan, but it is the devil's plan. And, and that prophetic word uh, kind of gives us an insight into what God is doing in the moment. If we will arise and run to the battle in prayer, God will begin to activate angel armies to fight and begin to turn this around. Amen. This is what the Lord spoke in February of 2019. You know, Psalm 94 declares that God has plans that he'll give his church to outwit the enemy as we pray and we intercede. And as his warriors, he'll give us that strategy through prayer, releasing his authority as we decree a thing, and it shall be established unto us, and light will begin to shine on our ways. That means when darkness is encroaching, you begin to decree what the what uh, God has said, and that's how you wage a warfare with prophecies that have gone over us. You decree a thing, and it will be established unto you, and it, it drives out the darkness, and light will shine upon your ways. And so that's Joel uh, uh, twenty two twenty eight, And so this is not a day to be a straggler. Uh, this is not to, a day to be an independent island to yourself. This is a day to unify and a day to get back to church, get back plugged into church. Don't be a straggler. You know, an exact opposite and reversal of what the enemy has been trying to do for the last two years. The emerging ecclesia is being positioned right now to take our rightful place of authority to bring to pass God's will here on earth as it is in heaven, just as Jesus said. He said, I'll build my ecclesia or my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. So let's take a moment and pray for the people of Ukraine. Father, right now, in Jesus' mighty name, we know that you are on the battlefield in this David versus Goliath situation between Russia and Ukraine. And we pray for a binding of the forces of hell that are standing against your people in Ukraine. And we decree that these evil alliances will not be allowed. We take our authority in Jesus' name as his ecclesia, and we speak an overthrowing of the demonic powers uh, that are instigating this conflict. We ask for angel, for angel armies from heaven to begin to fight against these demonic powers in Ukraine. And we call for a divine reversal and an overthrowing of the Russian invasion invasion of crime of uh, the Ukraine. We speak a crushing of the powers of darkness now, and we decree that this battle belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. We break the powers of witchcraft and demonic control now in Jesus's mighty name, and we declare that this giant will fail and fall now. We decree these things by the authority given to us as the ecclesia, the church, now in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. I believe we're going to stand and see the salvation of our God. Amen. You know, tonight's going to be a great night. This is the hour of the prophets. Part of the anointing of the prophet is, is uh, protection and preservation of the nations. Second uh, Chronicles 20.20 20 says, Believe God and be established. Believe his prophets and so shall you prosper. You know, I believe that those that really heed the, the voice of the Lord and what God is saying through his prophets in this hour, they're not going to be shaken. They're going to be established. They're going to be stable. That word stable is in there. Uh, established and stabilized. Uh, some people are going to be shaken by these things and not know what's going on and not be established. But if you'll believe God, you'll be established. If you'll believe his prophets, you'll not only be established, but you'll prosper in the midst of this. And, you know, in Hosea 12 and verse 13, it says, by a prophet, a prophet named Moses, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet, 
He was Israel was preserved. And so there is a protection and a preservation anointing uh, when you begin to align yourself with the prophets of God. Uh, you know, also, this is the hour of the local church. God is raising up great prophetic leaders right now in the local church. And in the New Testament, the word pastor, by the way, is only used one time. Uh, the same Greek word is used one other time as shepherd. Uh, but the word prophet is, is used 480 times in the New Testament. And so the leaders of the flocks of the New Testament were always apostles and prophets. And that's why I say the Lord is raising up a great prophetic, uh, great prophetic leaders right now in the body of Christ today. And so this is the time for the local, local church to arise and to shine. For the light has come and the glory of the Lord has already risen upon us. Amen. The devil's desire is to dismantle the local church and to reform it into a false image of dysfunctional separation. Just click online and that's good enough. Uh, but the local church is experiencing an awakening and a reformation, a reforming back into the image of Christ Jesus. You know, we are the body of Christ, and we must come together. Uh, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. You know, it says in Ephesians chapter 4 that every joint fitly joined together, every joint supplies. You know, there, there's supply that you're, you've been cut off from. Uh, by not being fitly joined together and going to church. Remember, David said, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Uh, it's like a Christmas gift. There's some assembly required, right? Uh, so the plan of the devil is to divide and conquer and to devour the stragglers. That's why Jesus said he roams about as, like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He's a, like a rogue lion that's looking for the stragglers that he can overtake. Uh, but we are called not to forsake the assembling. Amen. We're called to come together and stay close together. It's that place of tight-knit family unity uh, that is like the uh, oil. It, it's where God commands the blessing, the Bible says. It's like the oil that's poured from the top of Aaron's head uh, to the hem of his garment. And so uh, I want to encourage you, get back to church. Uh, you don't have to be a part of our church uh, but don't let the enemy separate you from your blessing and separate you uh, from your supply and separate you from your brothers and sisters. And do not be a straggler in this hour. Amen. Well, I'm very excited to introduce our special guest today on Speak Life. Uh, it's one of my dear friends, a prophetic leader of a powerful church uh, called Legacy Church in Rhode Island, uh, way up there in New England, and uh, I'm very excited. So please welcome with me Apostle Pastor Ron Termali. Well, welcome to the program, uh, Pastor Ron Termali. So good to see you. And uh, we nice have, to see you. We have uh, uh, a lot in common. We have uh, our family in common, mm -hmm. of course. And, of course. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, our daughter Brittany is married to their son Michael, and so we are family, and we have the greatest grandkids in the world. And uh, but we welcome we welcome you to the program today. And uh, uh, you know, we've been talking about God's gifts of grace and uh, mm -hmm. and how uh, how important the church is, uh, and how important the church family is today, and. And uh, I know that's a big part of your heart, and uh, it's a big part of yeah. our heart. Uh, but, you know, when you and I were coming up in, in the church, uh, uh, you know, we just were growing in ways uh, mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, it was so vital to be connected to the church. So, uh, Absolutely. What, what, what do you think about that and, and in comparison to today? Well, if you just think of the blessing that the church brings, I mean, just our kids alone, if it wasn't for the church, uh, for sure, your daughter would not have uh, married my son <laughs> and, uh, and my son wouldn't have married your daughter. So because, because the church brings tremendous blessing to our lives and, and really the church is the avenue by which we truly find our identity in Christ. And, uh, you know, I remember years ago, this particular passage of scripture 
I've read it probably many times, but it really just became a revelation in my heart. And uh, it's in the uh, uh, book of Psalms, Psalm 118, 26. I'll read it to you. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. And um, and I look at my life, you know, and I'm sure you too, Pastor Monty. Yes. You know, I got saved. I got saved. Jesus saved my soul. Uh, but really, it was the church that saved my life. You know, once you accept Christ into your life, where do you go? Who do you meet with? Um, where do you find people that will help you uh, to get delivered from things of the past and, and help you to find your identity in Christ? Uh, I love the local church. Uh, I believe that Jesus died for the church, uh, and he's coming back for the church. And in and, and this time that we're living in, we need a church now more than ever. I agree. I totally agree. I, uh, <clears throat> you know, I think that uh, whether we realize it or not, we're created in, in God's image and likeness and with his DNA. And his DNA is the church. And, uh, yep. you know, uh, right now, you know, going through what we've gone through with COVID and you know, the lockdown and all that two weeks to stop this. And, uh, and here we are, you know, over a year later, uh, I think, yeah. you know, the devil is seizing upon this moment to, uh, to try to dismantle the church and, and make it dysfunctional, uh, mm-hmm. when we're called to function together, uh, you know, apostle Paul said, we're all part of the body and the body has yeah. to function together. And, uh, you know, for me, growing up, uh, it was uh, elders in the church and, and watching others uh, grow and, and having input in my life that just that helped me to become a stronger man of God. I don't know how you can be a Christian without mm-hmm. the local church. Um, you know, when, when I look back at my life, you know, I attribute everything that's good in my life to Jesus Christ. But I can't separate God from the church because the church is, is what changed my life, truly. It mm-hmm. was watching how Christians should live. It was being discipled and, and taught the Word of God and, and, uh, and just being together with people. Because, you know, as you know, when, when you're not saved, you're hanging out with the wrong people. And, you know, poor company corrupts good character, the Bible says. <clears throat> and the church is what changes that you come into a family you come into an opportunity to make right relationships and you come into the opportunity to to do something for god um you know i believe that a healthy church is a healthy people coming together actually serving the lord and making opportunity for others to come into the church and to have their lives changed, their marriages healed. Um, where would we raise our kids if it wasn't for the, the local church? You know, what you said, Pastor Marty, I, I really believe that this whole COVID thing has, has brought a lot of destruction to uh, local churches that don't understand the importance of the gathering of the brethren. You know, we know the Bible tells us don't forsake the assembly of the brethren. Don't forsake coming together. And there's a reason for that. Because we, there's no way we can live uh, as strong believers, isolated and separate from one another. And I even agree. when people, you know, people say sometimes, Pastor Marty, oh, you know, I have God in my life. I, I just need God. I don't really need a church. Well, I, first of all, where do you find that in the Bible? And right. secondly, that is so untrue yeah you know even as a strong even as a strong believer you know i tell people in our church you know when we go on vacation um you know if you miss church more than a couple of weeks you start realizing that your spirituality starts to slide you know yes um and i didn't realize that even as a you know believer for over 40 years being a pastor um the importance of the gathering being in a up in a place where there's Faith combined with other people. You know, God inhabits the praises of his people. Yes. And, uh, and that's, the local, that's the local church. Yes. And to discount the church and say, well, I just need God, don't need the church. 
I think that's one of the greatest deceptions. And I really believe the Bible says, um, Doc talks about doctrines of demons. And I would think that's probably a doctrine of demon because the, the devil hates the church. He hates the church. Yeah. I believe he hates the church because the Bible says the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Yes. You know, why does it say that? And you know, so what yes. is the church? It, it's us being together. Yes. Assembling together. <clears throat> well, you know, I think that there's, uh, you know, the, the Bible says one put a thousand to flight, two put 10,000. You mm-hmm. know, I, I, I like to say something bombastic happens in the spirit when we come together that could never happen Absolutely. just as individuals, you know. And I know the scripture says where two or more are gathered together, there he is in the midst of us. But what about mm-hmm. when there's 30 of us? What about when there's 100 of us? Right. What about when there's 500 right. of us? I think Absolutely. Uh, I think demonic strongholds can be demolished uh, when we're mm-hmm. all together in unity uh, and, and our faith operating together. Then we see uh, the real impact of the body of Christ. Absolutely. You know, you know what's happening in Canada, you know, uh, with these truckers coming together. Yes. There's, there's so much power when people come together. Yes. And so I would think that the enemy would want us to kind of be isolated. You know, I don't really need to go to a church. I could have church in my house. I could have church in my garage. I could have church, me, God, in my car. Uh, that really is not biblical, number one. And what a deception that is. And I really believe it's, it's almost like the spirit of divorce that would come and try to divide and yes. conquer and destroy family and destroy family. And, uh, and that's why, you know, um, I'm a real proponent of the local church. Um, and you, you know, when I, when I gather on Sunday with the people of God and the house of God, we celebrate us coming together and we really challenge people to get out of that isolation mode, get out of, you know, that, that false mindset that you don't need to be, part of a local church. And and when I say part of a local church, I'm not just saying, hey, just attend, you know. Um, attendance is one thing, but God has more for us than that. He wants us to become the church. Yes. And and we all we all play a part, the body of Christ. And I tell you know, I challenge people, listen, don't just come to church. Get involved. You know, ask the pastor, how can I serve? Get involved yes. in in becoming a member of that church, using your gifts and talents to do something great together, bring salvation to the world. The, ch- the church is the only hope. It really is the only hope for the world. Nothing's going to fix this world. It's, it's the mission of Christ that has been here for 2,000 years. The mission of the local church brings salvation, restoration, healing, deliverance, Yes. purpose and meaning to people's lives that changes a community. There's nothing more powerful, nothing more powerful than that. And, you know, we talk about the mission of Christ, and uh, and then you mm-hmm. talk about the great co-mission. It's, it's not yep. just ascending. It is a, a mission that we're on together with the Lord. Absolutely. And, and yep. David said, uh, you know, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. The house. Uh, and it, you know, I think some people get uh, caught up in uh, in uh, you know this understanding of they had house church uh, in, in the mm-hmm. New Testament. Yes, they did, but these house churches were massive. Uh, they were just a church yeah. without uh, without a temple. You know, they they mm-hmm. went to the temple till they were persecuted. Then they they uh, broke out into house churches, but they still were large gatherings. And uh, because yeah. God, God, it's a, it's it, God wants to touch people, and uh, mm-hmm. He doesn't just want to touch a group of six people in a house. He wants that to grow, and He wants to reach more people. He wants to. It's the co mission uh, to yeah. to bring people to Christ. You know, one of the one of the teachings that I've done is on uh, Stephen. Uh, Stephen's mm-hmm. ministry was introducing people to Christ. That's what he did over and over. And uh, and so I think we're all supposed to have a little bit of that characteristic working in our lives all the time, 
introducing people to Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of the things you said was, how are you going to learn uh, without uh, uh, that example of other people, uh, mothers and fathers in Zion, uh, mm-hmm. so to speak? You know, how do you how do you know what the abundant life is if you don't see it modeled in front of you? And uh, for Absolutely. me, for me, that's the way it was. Uh, I, I uh, you know, I came from a, 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 a poverty background and had absolutely mm-hmm. nothing, you know, uh, n- uh, number nine out of 10 kids. And after my father passed away, we were in a, a, uh, an abandoned house that we, that we just moved into because we had to have a place uh, somewhere. And, uh, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, so my, my imprinting was not success. It wasn't abundant life. It wasn't anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the church... Uh, down the street, reached out and and uh, began to give us groceries, and and so I went to that church wow. and I began to learn about uh, 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 living this life uh, uh, for Christ in a way that I never knew existed. Yeah, so, a new way to live. Absolutely, abundant life or power living, I call it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't know anything about it, but it was already in my DNA. Uh, it was already in there because we're made in the image and the likeness of, of God. And so when I connected to that, I came alive. And I think that's what you're saying about uh, mm-hmm. church. You know, you happen to pastor an incredible church uh, in, uh, what, what what town are you in? Right now we're in North Kingston, which is um, Quonset, which is an area where, um, I think submarines are built for the, wow. the Navy. But and this is in Rhode place. Island. The southern, the southern end of Rhode Island, yes. yes. Our, mo- our mother church is, um, is Awakening Church mm-hmm. in Smithfield, and we have, you know, four locations. Um, and, you know, what I wanted to say that I remember um, our senior pastor, Pastor Steve Boyce, he would, he would say when we were in a little tiny storefront, that's yeah. where the church started. We're in a storefront. Um, and he would say, you know, why is it that IBM can have a beautiful facility and, you know, CVS can have a beautiful facility and this insurance company can have a beautiful facility? Why not the church? Why not the house of God be a pillar in the community? And, um, and he really inspired so much faith to believe that the church should be central to the community. And oh, it's yes. interesting when you look at when you look at the birth of the nation. You know, we live in New England, so you know the original colonies are here. And when you drive through the communities, you see that the first thing the community built was the church. And yes. usually it was the greatest piece of land. And you see steeples, and then around the church homes were built and the community was centered around the church yes. and society, society worked, you know, uh, and, and that's what I believe we need to understand and return to, especially now. It's like, we need the gathering. We need the house <clears throat> of God. We need the ministries of the church. Mm. We need to learn. We need to learn how to have a successful marriage. Where do you learn that? You know, from, you're a hairdresser, yes. you know. Yeah, right. You you learn in the church. You get <clears throat> right. Uh, we need we need our children to be able to come and learn about the heavenly Father. We need our youth to have a place where they can gather and have a positive influence. Yes. You know? And uh, I tell you, there's nothing like the church. And and my prayer is that first of all, I, my prayer is that people return to the house of God. And uh, and that the, the church would would truly challenge the people to understand that that they are the church, and we together have the power through the Holy Spirit. Maybe we can talk about the Holy Spirit through the Holy Spirit to influence. First of all, our families, our friends, our workplaces, our communities. But it will only happen, like you said, Pastor Marty. It's not going to happen by two people meeting in a garage, you know, uh, you know, yeah, I believe, you know, house churches and the new Testament, um, 
churches meeting in catacombs. They were forced to do that. Yes. I pray that America, that we realize that we still have the privilege of having churches. We still have the privilege of gathering together. We still have the freedom. Yes. We don't want that taken away. Like we're not looking to go in a house, go into a garage. We're right. looking to increase and have power as a church to influence community. Absolutely. You know, uh, I think it's beautiful uh, what you were saying uh, about the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, one of the things mm -hmm. that uh, one of the things that I learned was I can't live this life. Uh, without the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, w right. when I was a young boy growing in that church, uh, <clears throat> you know, one of the uh, one of the uh, elders there at the church said, you know, uh, you know your family by the sound of their voice. Uh, and mm -hmm. if your family was across the room, you would recognize their voice in in a whole sea of wow. voices communicating. True, and. Uh, and so that's how the Holy Spirit is. You know, you, 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 Jesus said, my sheep shall hear my voice and a stranger's voice they'll not uh, hearken to. And so Jesus said, one of the first things we're going to learn is the sound of his voice. And uh, mm -hmm. he's not literally walking in flesh among us today, but we will know him by his voice. And the voice of the Holy Spirit, I believe, is speaking to the church uh, today yes. and and we learn that by going to church, we learn that by being right. a part part of the uh, of the body of Christ. You know, uh, you know. It co contrast that with uh, you know there was always uh, the different lodges and things in my community mm -hmm. as well. The Elks Lodge, the Moose Lodge, and you know, and right. in some right. some some churches, the only difference between the church and the Elks Lodge is one has an elk and one has a cross. You know, uh, but I believe the church is supposed to be, like you were saying, a uh, uh, impactful to the community uh, and yeah. make a difference in the community and and show people and demonstrate people not perfection, uh, but people who are being perfected by the love of God. And Jesus said, I right. know you're my my disciples uh, by the love that you show for each other. You know, and unfortunately, right. One to another. Unfortunately, I think in this uh, in this particular climate today, uh, you know, the devil always tries to take what God is doing and pervert it. And yep. we talk about awakening, and we talk about reformation, and uh, there is a reforming that God wants to do with the church. We were formed, but now there's a reformation happening. And of course, the devil wants to reform it out of the image of Christ, which would be division and separation. Right. And, right. And, but God wants us to come together uh, and, and and link up together. You know, I remember in, uh, growing up in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, it says each one of us hath a psalm, hath a doctrine, hath a, you know, we all have a part to play. And I right, didn't know bring. that. I didn't know that till we came to church, you know, till we started going to church. Right. And, uh, well, even I, the fivefold ministry. Yes, Pastor Mario, the fivefold ministry. You know, the Bible says that God has given the fivefold ministry for the betterment of the church. Yes, like that's what the Scripture says. So God mm. has given us prophets, apostles, pastors, evangelists, teachers for the betterment of the church of the church. And um, you know, if, if He can keep us isolated, you don't have that benefit. You don't have that benefit. I thank God that when I got saved and came to the church, I thank God that I had a pastor for the first time. Mm. I had a pastor who cared. And, and the, I thank God that there were teachers in the church that knew the Word of God and, and knew how to properly interpret it. And yes. I thank God for those teachers. You know, um, I, I thank God for the evangelists that would 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 cause us to have a passion for souls amen and all the all these gifts they're in the church and and for <coughs> for for anyone to think that um the church should just be something on your computer even you know i agree um, 
we have we have to be very very careful you know um because because we're we're reinterpreting the church and even the holy spirit pastor marty if you think of it right jesus told his disciples to go gather and wait yes in the upper room right in jerusalem yes the holy spirit came to an assembly yes. of people right absolutely he told them to go gather together and they're gathering together praying together and the bible says great supplication they're being together calling upon the lord together is i believe what caused the holy spirit to be drawn to that place amen and 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 from that gathering the world was changed you know amen. and uh and the bible says and everyone who was saved was added to the what the church to the church yes and, and it's throughout scripture and um and i believe i believe the end times harvest needs to come into a strong dynamic church filled with people that will serve them and love them and teach them and mm. and and bring them into their small groups and but i i you know david said i was glad when they said let us go to the house of the lord i love church i love church i love worshiping with people and yes. it's something different yes. you know i worship and i worship you know my own listening to worship songs but there's nothing like coming together in the church oh. and people shouting and praising and people yes. getting healed during yes. worship and people coming to the altar <clears throat> and falling on their faces getting saved the church is is so beautiful and I pray that we would understand that more in this day now more than ever. You know, the, I think there's something dynamic that happens when we come together. We offload mm -hmm. uh, all kinds of baggage and all kinds of hurts. And, you know, it's, it's in those corporate environments of gathering and, and worshiping mm -hmm. and, and being under the anointing and under the umbrella of, of that uh, anointing of unity and and oneness in Christ, uh, that some of that stuff just leaves our lives. You know, I Absolutely. think there's deliverance happens in those moments. I think healing yeah. happens in those moments and things we don't even recognize until years later, we look back and say, Hey, that thing's not a part of my life anymore. You know, right. destiny right. is awakened. Purpose is awakened, uh, in yeah. those gatherings. And, uh, and so I think it's vital to recognize uh, that we need each other. We need each other. Yes. And, uh, yes. you know, I think it was, uh, you know, I was talking last week about, uh, the, or two weeks ago, about the Tower of Babel. And uh, there was a, such a unity there. Uh, and God c came down and visited that uh, negative, that evil unity, mm -hmm. and confounded them and, and the... Uh, and and separated them, uh, and the antithesis of that, or the opposite of that, was uh, the day of Pentecost, uh, when God brought us all together. Uh, and it says there was some, every tribe and every tongue, every language, everybody was represented uh, in mm -hmm. in that uh, day, and they all came in one accord. Uh, and that's the kind of unity God wants. He wants us coming together. It uh, doesn't yeah. matter your background, doesn't matter your, uh, your upbringing, but something uh, bombastic, something cataclysmic, something right. Right. supernatural happens when we come together. That doesn't happen any other time. Any, and, other, any other place. And any other place. Absolutely. Yeah. I need you, you, know, you need me, we need each other. Absolutely. You know, when we look at the, the problems in society, Yes. Um, you know, and you look at the church, even even say, you know, racism and all these things that that society is trying to fix with all these elements that rise up and say, hey, we can fix it. We can fix it. Do this. And, this, you know, we can fix society. Nothing can fix society except the power of the gospel preached yes. through the local church. And that's yes. why when you walk in the church, you see people of different color and different 
cultures coming together, loving on one another. That's the power of the church. Yes. And, and the church is, is the closest thing, I believe, to heaven. Yes. Where there is unity, there is love, where we learn to forgive. We learn to, to not look at color and differences because we're all children of God. The church is the closest thing to heaven. And I pray that believers would buy into it and, and that they would realize the greatest calling on their life is to help Christ build what he's been building for over 2,000 years, mm. the church. It's the greatest calling on our lives. I agree. The devil has the same plan that he uses over and over. It's divide and conquer. Uh, Jesus Absolutely. said he's like a he's like a predator that roams around looking for stragglers that he can devour, so he can divide and conquer. And I think we need each other. And I think the Bible is very clear. It says uh, in Ephesians four that when we're fitly joined together, every joint supplies. And I think right. that's why Scripture says, "If God be for us, who can be against us?" Be against us. Absolutely. And so, uh, you know, you look at uh, Jesus' clothing, uh, you know, they, they bartered for his clothing at the foot of the cross. You know, it says mm. it was the seamless garment of Christ. You know, I, I think that there, and it was a wealthy garment. Uh, you know, Jesus was not poor, uh, financially poor. He had, uh, he had a large ministry um, hundreds of thousands of people following him, and uh, you know his his clothing was was very uh, expensive clothing. That's why they were gambling for it. Mm -hmm. People wouldn't gamble for my clothes, you know, <laughs> but they were gambling for his for his yeah. garment. It was a seamless garment made with one thread from top to bottom, and wow. uh, you know that's the that's the picture of the church. I believe. Uh, to be one seamless garment uh, that we all come together before we're race, before we are uh, ethnos, before any of that stuff, we are Christians. Mm -hmm. We're believers. Yes. And when we come together as one, uh, every joint comes together, fitly joined together. We, we, we really do fit together. We need each other. And we really mm -hmm. do fit together, and we find our supply. Like we were saying, I didn't know how to be a man of God. I didn't know how to live. I didn't know right. how to be a man. Uh, but mm -hmm. I learned it in the church. The power of the, uh, of the local assembly is so enormous. It yeah. is so so powerful. Uh, standing together, uh, in, in Psalm 133 says, that's the place uh, of unity uh, that God commands the blessing. Blessing, and, uh, right. That commanded blessing uh, from God. It's God commanding sources and resources uh, to line up to bless those people. And, uh, you know. And that's uh, what, and, and Psalm, and Psalm 118, 26. Yes. You know, let me read it again. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Listen, this is so powerful. And this, I never really saw this until. God really gave me a revelation from the house of the Lord. Mm. We bless you. Blessing yes. comes from the house of the Lord. And, uh, you know, and many people can attest that their lives began to change when they got saved and belonged to a local church. You know, I would have never found my wife. Uh, I met my wife, Lori, in the church. Me too. I know that. <laughs> I and, met my wife in the church. <laughs> and it's interesting, uh, Pastor Marty, we visited uh, Nashville, and, you know, my, my uh, in-laws were going to your church. Yes. And we had visited your church and with our kids. And when my, my son, Michael, uh, we didn't know you at all, uh, he he was in worship. Your daughter was, was on the worship team. Yes. And, and, and he looks at her and he hears a still small voice in his spirit say, that's your wife. 
Now, the singles and, uh, who are listening to this, they need to hear this yeah. because you shall yeah. know the truth, and the truth will make you free. <laughs> well, I tell you, there's no greater place. We just had uh, we just had a church service this Sunday with the singles panel, and and yeah. you know, and a lot of the singles <clears throat> attesting this that the greatest place to meet <clears throat> a spouse is in the church. You know, yes, and um. But, you know, I know I'm at my wife in church. and But I look at my, my children. I mean, they're not children anymore. They're all grown up. But they all serve in the local church. And yes. they have, and, and their lives are blessed because yes. they've learned to live by principles taught in the local church. And they're yeah. blessed. And now our grandkids are being raised in the church and and yes. it's, it's such it's such a powerful place. The church is a place. Yes, the church is a formation of God's people, and uh, and I say great churches have great people, and mm. and great people who love the Lord, passionate about serving God, not just attending, but serving yes. God, is what God uses to bring salvation, eternal life and change through our society. And there's, there's no other place on earth that's doing that but the church. You know, I, I believe that serving uh, in the local church is preserving for your family. You know, how, do you, how, how do you make it through? Jesus said there's two, uh, two houses. One was built on shifting sand. One was built on the rock. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when, when you plug, when you just attend church, uh, you're still not built building on the rock. You're just uh, on shifting sand. But if you plug into the church, you know, uh, Psalm 92 says, when, you, when you're planted in the house of God, uh, that's where, the place where you'll begin to thrive and blossom and flourish. And, you know, I yes. think there's a preserving anointing, a preserving anointing when you serve and when you plug in and you give your life uh, to serving Christ in the local church. It's faith is something to be contended for and fought for. Fight the good fight of yeah. faith. But you know, yeah. uh, you can't take on the armies of the enemy by yourself. You do that no, with way. a company that God connects right. you to. And right. uh, you know, I just believe in, in the local churches. I, I believe it's more powerful than than uh, people understand nowadays, and I think the church needs to get back to preaching about uh, the coming together of the local church. Yeah, it's so absolutely. important. So important. You know, build, build, build the Lord's house. He builds your house. Yes, you know, we always say that around here. You know, build the Lord's house. Seek absolutely. first the kingdom of God. Build the Lord's house. Amen. Invest in it. Be faithful to it. Serve it. It's more important than any other activity that you can be wasting your time on. Build the Lord's house, and he will build your house. Amen. For certain. I completely and wholeheartedly agree. We are just about out of time here. Would you take the next couple minutes and pray for our our audience today? Uh, You know, there's people at all different levels of connection looking for a church or plugged into a church and maybe need to go to a new church. I don't know. Uh, but there's people on all different levels. Uh, but I believe this. I, I believe God is realigning the church, realigning people mm-hmm. in the body of Christ to yeah. place them where they need to be. Uh, everybody doesn't need to be, you know, at one place. Uh, God has uh, purpose and destiny inside each of us, and sometimes there is a uh, a realigning that needs to take place for for that to really come to fruition in somebody's life. And so, pray for yeah. folks today that are that are watching that are somewhere in the process, or maybe okay. they're plugged in and they just really need to uh, uh, fan into flame uh, that passion. Yes. Yes. Uh, for Christ again and for the local Amen. church. Amen. Amen. Well, Father, we just thank yes, you Lord. for the house of God. And God, I pray, Lord, that you would reignite the flames of love for you, for each other, for the house of the Lord, for the church. 
And I pray for all those that are watching, Lord, all those who would watch this broadcast. I pray firstly, Lord, that they would know that that they have a a specific purpose on this earth, Lord. You have a plan for their lives. You desire to to yes, prosper Lord. them, Lord. And yes, Lord, God. we know that prosperity <clears throat> comes from aligning with your ways. And Lord, your way is that we be together, together as the body of Christ, as the church. So yes. Father, I pray first, God, that you would, you would raise up, Lord, powerful men and women of faith that would be invested yes, in their local church. Lord, that they would enjoin themselves with the leaders of their church, God, even become leaders themselves in the local church. Yes, and God, Lord. so we pray, spark the family of God, that we would serve you with all of our hearts. And I pray for those, God, Lord, that might be isolated at this time, Lord, or, or maybe prodigals, Lord. God, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Yes, God. I pray for the prodigals right now, God. God, you love them. You are waiting for them to come home. Yes, Let Jesus. them return to their rightful place, God. And God, you are no respecter of persons. Lord, we are all, Lord, sinners saved by grace. So return the prodigals. And those, God, that might be watching, God, that, that just need to get back to church, let them return to the house of the Lord and let them be, Lord, a spark for that local church. Yes, and God. Just, we thank you, Lord, for, for bringing us together, even today, God, as we gather as your church on this broadcast. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Well, Pastor Ron Termali, thank you so much. You know, I just was thinking of That's that scripture. I was thinking of that scripture, Hosea twelve thirteen. It says, by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet, he was preserved. And, you know, the prophet is, mm -hmm. in that scripture, speaking <clears throat> of Moses, uh, and, mm -hmm. and, and that speaks of the leadership of the house of, of the Lord. And it says by, by the leadership, you could interpret it, uh, also interpret it by saying, by the leadership of the church, God brought you out of uh, worldly bondages and, and entrapments. Yes. And by that, you're, yes. you'll be preserved. And, you know, I just think it's a, a beautiful a uh, word from God today for the church that we need to walk in covenant with each other, and that deeper covenant uh, <clears throat> comes alive when we walk together. Amen. Amen. Amen, Pastor Marty. God bless you and your family and for your many years of ministry and faithfulness to your family, to your wife, to your children, and to your church. I pray that the, the Holy Spirit would do a mighty work in your ministry and uh and all of tennessee amen pray for amen. rhode island too we need yeah, god we're praying for rhode island or never. we love you and we are so thankful thank you so much for being a part of the show today and i believe you changed okay. hearts and lives uh by again by the power of the holy spirit amen well god bless you amen. we will catch up with Thanks, you another Christ time Lord. we send our blessing your way in jesus name amen thank you. amen bless you see you Wow. So good. So good. So powerful. And uh, we just we just continue to speak blessing uh, over their ministry and over their lives and over their church. And uh, if you're in Rhode Island, anywhere near them, that's the place to be. Amen. Amen. This has been a great time today on Speak Life. I want to thank you for standing with us here at Speak Life. And thank you for those who have sown seed into this ministry and the propagating of this prophetic house. And if you desire to sow a seed to help us continue to release the word of the Lord to the nations, there are several ways you can donate. Uh, you can find them on our website, martylayton.com or at lifepointchurch.cc. I also want to thank our sponsor uh, for Speak Life, uh, Mike Lindell and MyPillow. You know, Mike is a true American patriot fighting on the front lines of this cultural war for the freedoms that we love here in America the Beautiful. And I want to encourage you to check out the products that he has available at MyPillow.com. And if you use my name, Marty, uh, as your promo code, you'll receive the deepest discounts that are available uh, up to 66% off your purchase. And so that's MyPillow.com. Use the promo code Marty, or you can call 800-859-2938 and uh, let them know Marty sent you there. Amen. 
And uh, this is one way you can support Speak Life and support the patriotic work of Mike Lindell. And so I believe we are in a unique moment in time in that, like I said earlier, you are being raised up for such a time as this. And mark my words, giants are about to fall. Giants are about to fall. So thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. Join us next week for more great ministry uh, conversations and insight and ministry uh, from some of today's cutting-edge leaders and and some revelation that I just know you're going to love. Please take a second to subscribe to the Speak Life podcast. Uh, If you enjoyed this and you were blessed by this ministry, please give us a five-star review. Uh, Like it on social media, repost, reshare. Uh, Follow me on social media, on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Getter, Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, and all the others, uh, at Marty Layton. And you can also watch the show live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. And I want to thank you for telling others about the Speak Life show. Help us to reach more people with this prophetic ministry. And you can find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Charisma Podcast Network, iHeartRadio Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts, right? So thank you again, and remember to keep your spiritual eyes and your ears open because God is always talking, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world. Thank you.